Welcome to the REORC Primary Review, where we cover the latest developments in high-yield, distressed debt, and bankruptcy, and feature discussions on issues affecting distressed debt, leverage finance, direct lending, high-yield bonds, high-yield municipals, covenants, private credit, and middle market companies. I'm David Zupkis. We're taking a brief recess from our weekly interview segment this week. We'll be back soon with more premium content. And as always, we bring our weekly summary of interesting developments in the restructuring world, as well as a preview of what's on tap for next week. We'd love to hear your feedback to help us improve the podcast experience. So please take a moment to complete the short survey at the link attached to this podcast and let us know how we're doing. It's Monday, November 20th. Inquirt coverage this week, we take a look at Rite Aid, Hertz, Sixterra Technologies, Diamond Sports Group, WeWork, Genesis Care, Core Scientific, and the continuing fallout from bankruptcy judge David Jones's resignation. Chief Judge Priscilla Richmond of the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit officially closed the judicial disciplinary proceedings against former bankruptcy judge David R. Jones on Wednesday. Judge Richmond initiated disciplinary proceedings against Jones in an October 13th complaint in which he determined that there is probable cause to believe that misconduct by Judge Jones has occurred as a result of an undisclosed conflict of interest, his romantic relationship with former Jackson Walker partner Elizabeth Freeman. Because Jones resigned, he is no longer judicial officer and the disciplinary proceedings are unnecessary, Judge Richmond wrote. Jackson Walker also filed a statement in multiple bankruptcy cases suggesting that Freeman misled the firm in 2021 by denying a current relationship with Jones. The Rite Aid debtors filed a motion seeking authorization to self-finance MedImpact's $575 million stocking horse bid for pharmacy benefit manager Elixir after disclosing that a potential buyer had financing issues at a hearing on Thursday, November 16th. Separately, Judge Michael Kaplan approved Rite Aid's settlement with distributor McKesson on a final basis, resolving the party's dispute over a multi-billion dollar supply agreement. The U.S. government filed a motion asserting that its Quitam False Claims Act and Controlled Substance Act opioid suit against Rite Aid is not automatically stayed by the Chapter 11 filing, but proposed a 45-day stay of the suit to allow for settlement discussions. Rite Aid responded by filing an adversary proceeding against the government to stay the action through confirmation of its plan. Judge John Sherwood confirmed Sixtera Technologies' plan of liquidation and approved a $775 million sale of the debtor's assets to Phoenix Data Center Holdings, an affiliate of Brookfield Infrastructure Partners LP. Court overruled an objection from the Office of U.S. Trustee to the plan's releases. Judge Christopher Lopez authorized the Diamond Sports Group debtors to enter into a cooperation agreement with the lenders and the Official Committee of Unsecured Creditors at a hearing on Wednesday. The cooperation agreement could enable the debtors' regional sports networks to continue broadcasting NBA, NHL, and Major League Baseball games through the end of the 2024 MLB season. Owner and litigation target Sinclair, Sinclair Broadcast suggests that the cooperation agreement will lead to the liquidation of the debtors' regional sports network business. The U.S. trustee appointed seven members to an official committee of unsecured creditors in the WeWork Chapter 11 cases, including several landlords. Separately, the WeWork ad hoc group filed its first Rule 2019 statement disclosing holdings of $1.14 billion in secured notes across the debtor's capital structure. The group is led by King Street, which holds $195 million of Series 1 first lien notes and $245 million of second lien notes. The Genesis Care debtors announced five winning bidders for the U.S. assets and filed revised versions of their valuation analysis and financial projections shortly thereafter. PJT Partners now estimates the reorganized debtors' enterprise value at approximately $510 million to approximately $650 million with a $580 million midpoint as of an assumed January 31, 2024 effective date up from a range of approximately $425 million to approximately $525 million. The auction for Genesis Care's remaining assets was pushed from Wednesday to a date to be determined. 
On Thursday night, the core scientific debtors announced their entry into restructuring support agreement with the ad hoc group of convertible note holders, the official committee of equity security holders, and individual equity committee members other than Foundry Digital LLC. Earlier in the week, Judge Christopher Lopez conditionally approved core scientific disclosure statement and authorized the debtors to enter into an agreement with the equity committee to backstop a proposed rights offering. The court set a combined hearing on plan confirmation of final DS approval for December 22nd. Pennsylvania Real Estate Investment Trust, Global Medical Response, and Agas Finco lead this week's round of potential restructurings and refinancings, and REORC analyzes the airline sector and Hawaiian Electric. Pennsylvania Real Estate Investment Trust, or PREIT, is preparing for a potential bankruptcy filing as soon as next month as it faces the maturity of its billion-dollar credit facility on December 10th amid rapidly declining liquidity. Plans could change, and the company may restructure its balance sheet on an out-of-court basis. Preet disclosed on Tuesday that it is engaged in discussions with certain members of a lender group, including negotiating the terms and conditions of a financial restructuring. Preet emerged from a prior Chapter 11 restructuring in December 2020. Gibson Dunn and PGTA Partners are advisors to an ad hoc group of lenders to Global Medical Response signed non-disclosure agreements to discuss an amended extent transaction with the medical transportation services provider for debt maturities in 2025. AGAS is a $520 million term loan launch to fund TPG's purchase of a majority stake in the hydrofluorocarbon gas recycler has struggled to garner investor interest, obliging Lita Ranger City to increase the OID to 92 to 93 from 96 to 97 to get the deal over the finish line. The deal has yet to price. Commitments for the deal were originally due on November 8th. This week, REORG analyzed Hawaiian Electric's liquidity situation following third quarter 2023 results. The company faces significant wildfire liabilities and inability to tap into authorized liquidity resources via taxable debt and common stock issuances because of constrained capital markets access. As a result, Hawaiian Electric may pursue securitizations and other secure debt borrowings in addition to cost reductions in asset sales to bolster liquidity. Reorg took a close look at the airline sector this week. The cash flows of a number of regional airlines have come under pressure as declining revenue coupled with rising labor costs of squeeze margins at a time when large order books will be pushing up capital spending in the coming years, potentially worsening overcapacity. Spirit and JetBlue are disproportionately exposed to the domestic market, resulting in more severe margin compression than some of their peers. Hawaiian Airlines, while experiencing strength in its international routes to and from regions of the Pacific, was hit by sharply weak, weaker domestic demand due to wildfires in August. Hawaiian Airlines will need to fund almost $2 billion of firm aircraft orders in the next four years while also addressing $1.2 billion of secured debt due 2026. JetBlue and Spirit could also have trouble financing their order books, particularly if their merger is blocked or if they're unable to achieve an anticipated $600 million to $700 million in merger synergies. Top bird stories this week included Six Flags merger may trigger a change of control under Cedar Fair Docks, Lumen Update, Acumen's proposed exit notes, Nova Chemicals, Service Properties Trust, Infrabill Australia, Exalta, Bombardier Primary Review. Analysis of four primary loans now available. Weebrick leads parade of 13 filers as Powell comments. Dud Longbond auction rattles markets. Collapsing pork prices drive China to deflation. UK economy stagnates in the third quarter. High yield primary market on fire as issuers take advantage of macro window. And now here's Kate Thomas from New York bringing you The Week Ahead. Welcome to The Week Ahead. My name is Kate Thomas. A longer schedule of this week's events, including earnings releases, can be found on the Reorg website under America's Week Ahead. Here are a few highlights from a short but packed week. On Monday, the Genesis Global debtors pick up not quite where they left off in their disclosure statement hearing. The hearing started on November 7th, but was adjourned for the debtors to resolve 
remaining open issues, including disclosures about the proposed plan's release provisions. On Friday, the debtors filed an amended plan and disclosure statement reflecting limited changes. The amended documents incorporate the debtors' recent settlement with Three Arrows Capital, including its stipulated $33 million claim, and alter the definitions of exculpated and released parties. On Tuesday, the Western Global, Genesis Care, and OSG Group debtors all have confirmation hearings. The Genesis Care liquidating plan provides for a wind-down of U.S. operations after an equitization, sale, or partial sale transaction. At Tuesday's hearing, the debtors will also be seeking approval of several U.S. asset sales completed last week. The Western Global Plan of Reorganization incorporates a global settlement reached with the UCC, majority shareholder James Neff, and Neff affiliate and dip lender DKP Partners following an investigation into potential estate causes of action. However, the debtors face a confirmation objection from the trustee of the company's employee stock ownership plan. The trustee argues that the plan is unconfirmable because it violates non-bankruptcy law and could incur millions of dollars in penalties for shareholders under ERISA and tax law. The OSG Group Debtors Plan would equitize equitize $535 million of the $670 million in total first lien debt, with first lien holders also receiving $135 million of take-back debt. The plan contemplates a new $50 million first lien facility upon emergence and an optional asset-based lending facility. That's it for now. For more on the week ahead, including a schedule of earnings releases, check out America's Week Ahead on the Reorg website. Have a great week and a happy Thanksgiving. Thank you again for tuning in to the Reorg Primary Review and our weekly review. Find all our podcasts on the Reorg.com webinars and podcast page, as well as Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Amazon. Hope your families are healthy and safe. Have a great Thanksgiving week, and we'll see you after the Thanksgiving break.